0: Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of this year. Merry Christmas everyone, Happy New Year. Today I'm joined with René Chaffines, she's a 3D artist from Chicago professionalizing in Blender and Unreal Engine for the 14th episode of the podcast. So give us a little introduction on how we got into visual arts and design.
1: Well, first off, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really quite excited for this. So I suppose it actually came from photography. I wasn't planning to do visual arts uh, at all, but when I moved to Chicago five years ago, I picked up a camera and started to get more into photography, trying to meet people because I didn't know anyone here. So it was sort of a way of networking and introducing myself to a different community here and a new location. And uh, When I was doing photography, I found that I was really drawn to surrealism, but I felt that I was sort of limited with what I could create and what I could um, capture uh, with the medium. So, I decided to keep pushing myself and eventually got into 3D art via that method.
0: All right. And next question. Were you originally studying art and design or you were pursuing another career path?
1: I've actually never studied art formally. Uh, in university, I studied history and Latin. I was actually teaching Latin at uh, a university before I moved to Chicago. So I have no art background. Uh, didn't really ever try anything creative when I was younger. It was definitely something that just kind of came up later in life and something that I've been quite enjoying ever since.
0: All right. And... Um, what is your main branch of design that you're focusing on? And tell us about your experience from the start until now.
1: I would say that my main branch of design, I focus primarily on trying to do texture mixing and also on lighting. Um, Those are kind of my two branches in 3D that I'm really interested in and that I've been focusing on. And it's really changed a lot. So when I first did 3D, I... Honestly, I wasn't even trying to do realistic pieces at all. I was using it mostly to try to do 2D sort of tune-shaded uh, sketch-like pieces. I thought realism would be something too complicated. I was kind of honestly a bit intimidated to even try it. And so when I first started, I was mostly using 3D as a way to uh, enhance photos, like to either do like photo bashing or to do like the tune sketches that I had mentioned. Um But as I developed and I I got further along with 3D, um, I found that I wanted to actually try to push my work into a more realistic way. And I wanted to learn how to do texturing and lighting. And now those are like the central points to me. Those are the things that I focus on the most and spend the most time on whenever I'm creating a piece.
0: All right. And um, how does your design process usually go anytime you want to start working on a design project?
1: Sure. So the first thing I do before I even jump into 3D is I do just a couple of quick 2D sketches. And I'll usually do a couple of different variations. And this process is mostly just to get my ideas out on paper to sort of see what sort of composition I might want to think about, what kind of objects I might want to put into the scene. So first will be a 2D sketch. And then from there, I will open up Blender or Unreal Engine and start working on the composition. And during this time, I literally... Don't do any lighting. I don't do any texturing. I make sure that the composition is really, really, really solid before I even try to worry about anything else. And because I think if you have a good composition as a base, I think those other things start to flow a bit more naturally. And so I focus that as the primary um, point when I'm doing 3D. And then once I've created the scene and I feel like the scene is where it needs to be, then I start adding in the textures and the lighting. And I try to do them at the same time, uh, especially because uh, lighting is so, so very important for textures. Like you can have the best textures ever, but if the lighting is poor, the textures aren't going to pop and they're not going to look good um, in your final piece. So those are sort of like the three main steps whenever I'm creating a project.
0: Well, very interesting, actually, and uh, right now I'm scrolling through your Instagram page and Checking your artworks, and by the way, people, I tag, uh, I I will put the Instagram handle in the captions so we can check as well later. Um, like I see a lot of like abstract um pieces and illustrations, like, and I and was wondering where like. How do you usually get inspiration for this stuff? Like, is it off the bat, or you sometimes just start to brainstorm for it, do- do- doodle ideas on a canvas, and it just pops out.
1: Honestly, I think the way that my ideas come about um, is that I sort of, you know, everyone's looking at different types of inspiration, you know, and so when I do a 3D piece, I always pull up well, first off, real-world references I think are so important especially when you're doing work in 3D to try to get your work to look, you know, as natural and realistic. So I'll pull up many, many different examples and real-world references of an idea that might be sparking my interest. And then I try to combine that with maybe something that I've seen in paintings or something that I've seen in a movie or maybe even something that I've, you know, had in a dream. And so I try to like incorporate all these different ideas and sort of gather them into a a final image. Um, So there's never ever just one source of inspiration for anything that I do. I'm pulling in many different references and points of inspiration for each piece.
0: And um, all right, that aside, but uh, how do you actually manage the, the color spectrum of each piece? like the harmony of colors between them. Like, I mean, the interesting part for me is that, um, that every color brings out each other in, in your pieces. Like they're not like, you know, you're not filling in random uncolored places just to finish an artwork. Like they all actually make sense. In it. Like, Would you tell us a little bit about your, about your color harmony?
1: Thank you. Yeah, that, that means a lot to me because I do focus a lot on color. So background on color work, just like even when I was doing photography, the funny story is uh, I actually started by doing only black and white because I was too intimidated to even try color photography for a very long time. I was just too nervous. I thought it seemed much more complicated. Um, although in reality, black and white photography is in some ways a lot more complicated complicated because it's all about light and composition. So I think uh, when I did first start to do color, I honestly just studied it a lot. I read a lot of different books um, about like color composition, uh, specifically written for traditional artists, for 2D artists, uh, but the concepts are still really um, obviously pertinent for any type of art that you might do. So I just studied it a lot and I watched, you know, a lot of YouTube videos. I read books, uh, but I also really studied Film. Uh, I think movies and color palettes uh, in film are the biggest inspiration to me uh, for sure. And there are a lot of different websites now that actually uh, will gather color palettes uh, for uh, different films. So you can look at it and you can have up on your mood board or your reference board and sort of draw from those. And as far as the color that I'm using now in 3D... Uh, When I do choose a color palette, a lot of times it's honestly just complementary colors. I do still kind of keep it simple where the colors are going to be complementary. I try to limit my color use to two or three uh, main shades, and I try not to go over that. I think when you're doing color work, if you try to bring in four or five or six different colors, I think it tends to get a bit messier. So I try to keep it a bit more minimal and just focus on two primary shades of a color that I'm using.
0: All right. And um, next question, who are your favorite artists and designers that have inspired the most?
1: That's such a hard question. Um, so I think what I'll do to answer it is I'll break it down into sort of the three main uh, areas that are sort of influencing me now. But... I think this question is really hard because I'm so inspired by everything. I'm inspired by things in daily life. I'm inspired by film. I'm inspired by all sorts of visual mediums. So uh, to break it down, it's a little bit difficult, but I would say the first and foremost source of inspiration is from uh, older like surrealist painters uh, like Dali, Magri, Hieronymus Bosch. I love artists who excel at the juxtaposition of the unexpected and who Really, sort of formed the surrealist movement. And I personally would like to push my works even further into this sort of surreal category at some point, but I'm still sort of developing that myself. Um, so they would be the first primary inspiration. And then the second big one is concept art, and specifically concept art for films, uh, science fiction films. So the concept art for Star Wars, Blade Runner, of course the alien franchise. I think these films just, you know, I've watched them so so many times and I just always find new things to find inspiration from within them. And then the final bit coming off that concept art for films, I'm also incredibly inspired by concept art and game design and environmental design in games. And right now the works that have really been sticking with me and been inspiring me have been a lot of the projects coming out of Naughty Dog. So uh, the Uncharted series, The uh, Last of Us and Last of Us Part 2, I think just their attention to detail and the game environments that they create are so lush and so beautiful. And um, especially both of those games have sort of that combination of nature and overgrown places and abandoned places that I'm also really inspired by as well. So I think those are probably my main sources of inspiration at the moment.
0: All right. And um, what is the main subject of your artworks and what made them interesting to you?
1: I think the main subject, at least what I'm focusing on right now, is sort of the interplay between architecture and nature. In real life, I'm really drawn to places that have been abandoned. I love, I mean, not right now, I haven't been able to do much of it, but I love exploring places like old places with historic um you know, historic uh, stories and uh, maybe they're abandoned, maybe they're overgrown with nature. And so I really love that aesthetic. And I find that there's a lot of beauty in decay and in abandoned places. And so I think that that's probably one of the main subjects that kind of recurs throughout my pieces. And along with that, I'm also really interested in sort of a theme of something looking really beautiful when you first look at it, but perhaps the more you study it, something ominous sort of comes in. Uh, I do a lot of pieces where maybe at first glance, it looks like a really inviting, warm place where maybe you would enjoy you know, spending time. But the more you look at it, you notice, oh, it's maybe it's a bit more dangerous or maybe it's a bit more ominous. Maybe it's not something, a, a place that I would actually like to go. And so I sort of like to try to combine Uh, themes of beauty with things of more um, ominous nature i suppose
0: all right and uh, how to simplify the start of the learning process for someone who wants to get a start in uh, 3d art like um let me uh clarify what i mean by that like i mean in terms of like, imagine someone who's zero in visual arts and it just has that curiosity and ambition and wants a roadmap basically on how to, in a, in a really simple way, and like how to simplify that roadmap of becoming a 3D artist.
1: Sure, sure, of course. So, I mean, I think that I can definitely speak to this because, like I said, I've I've never been formally trained in art. I've never taken any classes uh, formally, like at a university or a school. So, the way that I learned, and again, there's no wrong or right way to do art. But the way that I learned, um, so the first thing is I, I learned Photoshop first, and I think this is probably a very good program to start with uh, because there's just such a wealth of knowledge out there. You know, there's a ton of tutorials, YouTube videos, uh, books, also courses, online courses now uh, you could do through, you know, many different sites. Uh, But the I did start by learning through uh, Photoshop and just getting comfortable with that. And honestly, like when I first started doing 3D, I think it was probably my finished products were probably like 10% render and 90% Photoshop. Um, That's actually reversed now where I'm 90% will be the render and 10% the Photoshop. But like when I first started 3D, I really relied heavily on using Photoshop. And I think it's just such an important tool. And so I definitely recommend people uh, opening that up. And if you're going to get started with 3D, I really love Blender. I, I know in the past it kind of had, you know, a reputation for being like, oh, that's the free software or whatever, but it's so powerful now. And the interface has just gotten better with each iteration that they do. And it honestly will do probably the majority of what you need it to do, especially if you're just starting off. So I recommend people, I always say, do the Blender Guru Donut tutorial. It's sort of the, um, the starting point for a lot of Blender artists, Uh, you're not obviously going to be making donuts, but uh, it teaches you the interface and it teaches you the tools that you'll need to do other projects. And so... That would be my recommendation is just to try Photoshop um, and then also for 3D to just download Blender since it is free and open source software that anyone can use. So um, the other thing off of that, though, is you really just have to open the programs and jump in. I used to teach Photoshop and I'd always have people say to me, they're like, oh, I, I wish I could learn Photoshop, but I just it's too complicated. And I would ask them, it's like, have you opened the program? And they'll be like, oh, no, I'm, I'm too intimidated. I'm too scared. that. That's the first step is just, you have to open the program. And obviously it is intimidating and it's scary to try to learn something new and I know the first time I personally opened th- a 3D software, I, I just closed it five minutes later and I was like, I'll never learn that, it's too hard. But I think that you have to have that openness and curiosity and drive to just open the program and try tutorials and try things because especially if you do have zero background um, in it, you just have to kind of overcome that first hurdle. And I think now is the perfect time because there is so much documentation and YouTube videos and classes online. So, And also even like Discord servers have started having being like um, communities where you can just pop in and ask for help whenever you're stuck on something. So I think right now is a really, really perfect time to get into digital art if it's something you're interested in.
0: And just another side question: Were you had any, any, any experience in drawing or art before that?
1: No, not at all. I have always loved art, though. Like, I remember even as a kid just going to art museums and studying the pieces and wishing I could draw. I've definitely many, many times tried to draw or tried to do, I guess, what you'd call like more traditional art. But it just doesn't work for me for some reason. Um, and I have a lot of friends who draw and they do say they're like, oh, everyone can draw. You just have to keep trying. You have to keep trying. I don't know. I am not so sure I could ever learn to draw. I, I can do stick figures and very basic outlines, but that's about it. Um, but I mean, if I could wake up tomorrow and have, you know, just magically one skill, I wish I could draw. Um, I respect artists, um, who can draw and paint so much and I love the format, but, uh, no, it's just not something that's ever really stuck for me, unfortunately.
0: Well, I mean, I'm sure you're not the only one that feels the same way about drawing. But the problem is that anytime, even when if, for example, you have a lot of talented friends or like great artists, digital artists, or, you know, traditional artists, and you ask them, hey, how can I draw? How can I start? And of course, their answer most of the time is like, you know, just draw. Mm-hmm. And let's, that's not wrong. That's actually a correct answer. But the thing is that um, most people don't understand like how to give a roadmap. You know, like sure. how to actually start. Like it's like I I hate this answer. Like my my aunt is she's actually a professional oil painter, and like, I remember when I was a kid, I always used to ask her like how to start drawing, and she would just grab something off the table and just put it in front of me as a draw. <laughs> draw this and make right right and, and that's so boring I mean, honestly. <laughs> and and uh... And honestly, the thing that personally helped me the most is that I'm not a really good artist or someone who's really good at drawing, but I can draw basically, you know, basic stuff. And the thing that really helped me is that one day I just opened up YouTube and just Googled how to draw, and my autocorrect was Jon Snow because that was a popular trend (laughs) at that time and tutorial. And I brought it up, and it was like a video from a YouTube channel called Cartoon Blocks. That's actually a really great channel for a start for drawing. And like it was a step-by-step drawing tutorial of I don't know just a portrait drawing of Jon Snow, and you know I was I, I was I was like just I picked up my pencil and just went through with it, and it and it was a finished piece, and I, and I was so proud of it. It it didn't look like Jon Snow at all, <laughs> <laughs> but still I mean it it was a start. Then the next day I did another tutorial, another tutorial, so without me nope. knowing. I was actually doing it, you know? It wasn't boring.
1: <laughs> right. That's actually really good advice. I, I need to take my own advice. Like, I'm just like, just open Photoshop, just do it. But, like, I need to actually do that with drawing and just kind of get <laughs> over that hurdle and uh, do that. So, um, what did you recommend? What was the YouTube channel you said that uh, you learned from?
0: Uh, um, There's actually a lot of YouTube channels I did, but the thing I mentioned right now was Cartoon Blocks. Okay. I think. Yeah. I'll
1: definitely give that a go because, like I said, I, I love 2D art and I would love to learn how to do it. So maybe that'll be my 2021 goal. You've inspired me.
0: <laughs> awesome. I'm glad. Actually, my, 20, uh, my 2021 goal is for digital art. Uh, that I want to get into Photoshop more uh, and digital painting. But That's my goal. But yeah, that sounds awesome. Awesome. Um, so for the next question, any advice and tips for a good portfolio and resume for artists?
1: Yeah, so this is something that I'm also obviously just uh, learning and kind of starting off on myself. Um, But I think it sort of breaks down into a couple different things. So if you're using Instagram, I think Instagram is a really great way to network and to kind of meet people initially and sort of see who you might want to connect with, what groups you might want to connect with. But I think in the long run, if you want to do stuff that's more like on a professional level, you definitely would want to create portfolios on Behance or ArtStation. I think that these sites are a bit more geared towards connecting you with client work and also kind of getting your work to uh, or getting your longer term projects into um, the audiences that you you would probably want them to be. I think Instagram is probably something where maybe you would use it for more short term projects, maybe works in progress, uh, kind of, you know, maybe Maybe even like short tutorials or behind the scenes of what you're doing. And I think that it's very valuable. I think Instagram is, you know, an amazing tool to connect people. However, I think the downside of Instagram is due to the algorithm, it's so hit or miss about if any of your stuff will ever get seen. You know, there's so many talented, amazing artists out there who use Instagram. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, the algorithm might never, ever show their work to people. And so I think to sort of bypass that, you need to have your portfolio on, you know, your website. Have it on Behance, have it on ArtStation. And ideally, you would kind of try to do all of these things. You know, you would probably try to do short, small, manageable kind of uh, works in progress, small pieces on Instagram, try to use it for networking and then use your Behance and ArtStation for longer, bigger, uh, more professional projects and sort of, you know, Put your art out there in as many places as you can, but also make sure that, you know, if you are putting it on Behance or ArtStation, that it's your absolute best work. Like these sites should be probably used more for, you know, stuff that is the top of what you can do and what you can create. And um, I think at the end of the day, you just have to put your art out there in as many places as possible because you never know how it's going to speak to people or you never know how people might find your work. But I think if you try to do each of these things, it's probably the best way to have your work uh, noticed and uh, found by potential clients, I think.
0: Well, that's actually an interesting point you brought up about Instagram. Well, the thing is, um, at this point, Instagram is uh, pretty saturated right now. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like, for example, I don't know if you remember like in 2010 2011 13 like twitter and instagram were like the growth on it was just it was so easy to get followers like like anyone could you know make huge following back then and like
1: yes yep like
0: like thirteen thousand followers back then was like 2 million you know (laughs) right but right now it's the same thing same thing with tiktok because it's a new kid in the kid on the block basically and like it's so easy to get followers if you put content on TikTok. I mean, I haven't done it personally, but this is like literally everyone says what everyone's saying, and I think it's actually a great idea for someone who wants to like become a digital content creator or basically, you know, whether it become an art educator or I don't know, put their work out there. TikTok is like a great place to start. Like, like there's kind of this stigma about it, like that, because there's so many like. Um, basically unrelated content on it, Mm -hmm. you know, like miscellaneous content. people especially professionals stay away from it but that's that's like a huge mistake it 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 was the same thing with facebook and like instagram as well in their beginnings
1: right right Uh,
0: yeah i've
1: definitely heard that about like TikTok. i have seen some animators doing really interesting like animations and even like tutorials on there and because like what you said there's so many like different there's so much different content on there you can really sort of reach like a whole new audience which is really interesting
0: Yeah, exactly. And um, the next question, what are you working on right now that you can tell us about? Like what kind of project is it?
1: Sure. So I am. My big goals for 2021 are to get even more into animation. I've done, you know, small, short little animations, but I really want to push harder with it this year, and especially in Unreal Engine. Uh, I took a bit of a break. I, I mean, I still am working on Unreal Engine, but I took a bit of a break to focus more on Blender. And now for 2021, I kind of want to get back into really learning Unreal and kind of creating these environments uh, in the game engine. So I think that's kind. Kind of my big goal for this year is just to keep pushing with animation, keep pushing with Unreal, and just keep growing uh, in those fields and you know see what I can create within them.
0: All right, and next question: What area beside beside that you're working on you're interested to explore and learn? Like, let me reiterate my question: um, Imagine if you had like enough extra time and energy to be able to learn a new craft or skill what would that be
1: hmm that's a really good question uh i mean so like what i was saying earlier definitely 2d and drawing and painting uh there's just not enough hours in the day to be able to focus really hard on 3d and 2d um, for me like in my life right now but if i had unlimited hours i would love to learn how to draw and I suppose, like within 3D, it would just be to learn even more complicated software. Like I would love at some point to be able to sit down and spend time trying to figure out Houdini and trying to learn how to do, uh, you know, make VDBs and to make fire and explosion simulations in the engine, because I think it seems uh, so interesting, Uh, but it's also very, very complicated. And I know it would be something that would require a lot of time. So in the meantime, I definitely am just going to keep focusing on Blender and Unreal and, um, you know, maybe maybe now that you've inspired me, maybe I'll try to do a little bit of 2D now, though. I'm, I'm quite curious.
0: <laughs> all right. And with all that being said and done, to conclude all we discussed, give us a roadmap for someone who's zero in visual arts and wants to get to the place you are in terms of skill set when it comes to 3D art and Blender and all that, like where to start, best tools and softwares, everything. Like... We already like explained a bit in one of the previous questions, but that was like a short version of it but now like this is like the full expanded version of (laughs)
1: the
0: roadmap you can give to someone.
1: Yeah. I think like what I said before with just making sure to just open the program, jump in and just really, really like push at it because it is hard. It is complicated and it can be intimidating. And I think that just getting over that first hurdle is really huge. And I think It also helps to find a group of creative friends or a creative community online who can give you good, honest feedback. So this is one thing that Instagram is probably not going to be great for, you know, because you see on Instagram, like people will comment and they're like, oh, great work, lovely, beautiful, whatever. But they're not actually necessarily giving you feedback on how to improve your art. And the only way that you're ever going to get better is to you know, find people that you trust and whose artistic opinion, you know, you, um, you know, understand and kind of like can grow from and have them give you good, honest feedback. So for like me personally, I have like a group of friends where I often send them my works and I'll be like, hey, is this working? What could I improve upon it? And, um, also just, you know, creative communities online. Uh, strangely enough, I, I wasn't expecting this, but I found that on Reddit of all places, the blender community actually gives real, really, really good artistic critique on there. And there's actually a page where you can put your work out there and have people give you feedback. And I've found that that is so invaluable. Like there have been so many times where I'll post something and people will be like, Hey, you know, I really like it, but maybe the composition is, you know, maybe too, too busy. It needs to be a little bit more simplified. I'm not sure what to look at, or maybe, uh, you know, this texture looks good, but it's, you know, kind of, clashing or not really working so well with this other texture, et cetera. And so I found that you really need to find those people that you can, you know, share your work with and get that feedback because it's just an invaluable piece to the learning process. And then the final thing off of that is as you're working and as you're growing and developing your work, you need to study really broadly. So I think that there might be a tendency for people to sort of stay in their lane or their avenue and just, you know, If they do 3D, they look at 3D art. And if they do 2D, they're looking at just other 2D art. But I think you need to expand that. If you're doing 3D art, you should be trying to look at as many different forms of art as you can. Uh, You should be looking at, you know, paintings and drawings and learning how lighting works in more traditional forms of art. And, you know, movies are a great source of inspiration and just all sorts of visual medium. And I think when you do that and you study really broadly, I think it helps boost your own creativity and it helps set what you're doing apart from what everyone else is doing. So for example, when I am creating a 3D piece, you know, I might look at what people are doing in 3D and like, I'm obviously aware of what is being done in 3D, but I will never have up another 3D artist work as a reference when I'm creating my own piece because, you know, I will have up real world examples or sometimes for color palette, I might have up a still from a movie, but I would never have another 3D artist work up as a reference point while I am working on my own piece. Because I think when you do that, even if you're not on some kind of like, uh, direct level trying to redo what they had done or, you know, kind of like copy it in some way. I think that there's still like an underlying way where your piece is going to end up looking very similar. Um, and I think, which maybe that, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing to do similar things to what other people are doing. But for me and what I want to do with my art is I want to set my pieces away from what everyone else is doing. I want to try to create my own creative voice. Um, I want people when they see my piece, I want them to say, oh, that's a post citizen. I I want them to be able to recognize my style in whatever it is I'm doing. So I think those are the main things. You have to just push yourself, um, work really hard at it. Like I think about 3d every second of every day i'm i'm thinking about it all the time i'm just pushing with it i'm always trying to plan how to improve and i think you just have to kind of you know apply that sort of work ethic to whatever it is you're doing and study broadly and find creativity in all sorts of places and then find those people who you can really trust to uh, tell you what's you know what you need to do in your work to take it to that next level so yeah i think those are probably the three big things that i would recommend for someone starting off in 3d
0: Alright, I think that's a wrap. Perfect. Thanks a lot for joining us. And where can (laughs) anyone contact you if they have any questions or.
1: Yeah, of course. So you can always find me on Instagram, Post Citizens, my handle, and uh, is my handle on most of the platforms. Uh, Behance is under my actual name, Renee Chaffins. But um, yeah, anything like ArtStation or Instagram will just be Post as my handle, and you'll be able to find me there. And I do check DMs and will respond. Uh, you can also—I'm I'm going to list on my website my um, my email and update my website this weekend, actually, as well. So uh, that would be another venue you that you could contact me
0: (laughs) all right well have a good day everyone and i hope you have a great year bye